Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, I don't know where to get started today. Uh, There is so much um, to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Light is here with me. Uh, on the Millionaires Roundtable, and uh, good day to you, Light. We we have, Thank you. you know, we got to get some stuff out of the way. Um, this is award season. Um, I have been talking about award season uh, off and on over the past week or two, and um, I'm going to talk about, you know, clothing and, you know, how to, uh, you know, dress, how to look good on a budget, uh, beauty on a budget. I'm going to talk about that. But, you know, we have to talk about uh, what happened yesterday. What happened? What happened was, (laughs) what happened? Oh, my goodness. Okay. There are so many points in which a lesson can be learned. Okay. So I don't know how you want to approach this, but I'm with you all the way. Go ahead. Yeah. um, Well, you know. Somebody got smacked on live television for talking about somebody else's wife. And, um, you know, immediately I started getting text messages from folks and um, phone calls. And, you know, there are some opinions about whether it was right or wrong. And although I do not condone violence, um, I certainly understand what happened and why. Mm-hmm. Moreover, um, as you know, like we are dealing with a lot of people that we know, who we love, uh, family members, friends, very close family members and friends who are dealing with uh, cancer and who have lost hair. And just this whole entire pandemic, you know, has been um, a health struggle. So I, I guess, you know, to speak about someone's head, a woman's head, I, I, I just think that as a man, you do not talk about a woman's weight. You don't talk about her head. And if you do that, I don't know what's going to happen to you. Well, we saw what happened. That's where that's where I'm going to sit with it. And um, I imagine my husband would have probably done the same thing. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a, mm, mm, mm. yeah, there's so many there's so many things about this one. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what the comedian was thinking like. Not homeboy from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Not parents just don't understand. Like, there's nothing about the younger Will Smith that says that he was even capable of something like that. Yeah. And the crazy thing about comedians is sometimes they work in a vacuum. They work in these little backwards clubs. And I've seen this that comedian work in clubs with his notebook and his stool 
and he's testing jokes out to see which ones work and which don't. He's crossing them off as he goes along. He's checking what worked and what didn't. And so when you're working in a vacuum, it's really hard to understand the impact that what you're saying will have. I mean, case in point, homeboy that, you know, pretty much destroyed Bill Cosby and sent him to jail. But not that he didn't deserve to go. I mean, that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother set of circumstances. However, with this particular ordeal, there are writers in addition to a comedian, you know, who steps on stage for an award show, specifically him because he's worked with those comedy writers uh, when he's hosted the Oscars before. So it could have been a writer. It could have been a bunch of them. That thought that thought it was funny. Yeah. And the truth is, that comedian he executive produced a spe- a documentary on hair on black women's hair specifically. Right. I don't know if that was you know something he wanted to do or they just gathered him up at the last minute and said, hey, we need your help making this happen. But I would have thought it was something that was near and dear to his heart since he spoke so passionately about it when he did the sh- when he did the documentary. But hey, you know, he had to pay the piper because that that Fresh Prince of Bel Air is not Will Smith. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the bigger I'm not going to say the bigger lesson because you are absolutely right. I said something before. There are many. Yeah, there there are many many lessons. One of them and I'm just going to say this again. I said it already. If you are a man, you do not talk about a woman's weight or her hair. Period. You, you just don't do it. I, it. You know, I don't. And you d- definitely don't do it in front of her husband. What you do? You think any man could talk about my weight or my hair or anything about me in front of Demetrius? <laughs> no, no, ma'am. Okay, now he will get on a a, a female if he feels like I'm being attacked. You know, he'll be like, wait, hold on, slow down. But a a, a man? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, uh, pretty shocking. Uh, Lots of of water cooler conversations. You know, I got several Mm. friends in corporate America uh, trying to hold on to their jobs. (laughs) Because, you know, people of other cultures and colors are coming up to them, asking them what they think. And, um... You know what's amazing? Let me just... Can I, do I have time? To absolutely. Yeah. You, you got... Yeah. What's mm-hmm. amazing is, uh, is I'm pretty familiar with Will. He's like, you know, my big brother. And he's very uh, smart, and he's very, uh, I don't want to use the word calculating, but what I mean by that is he's probably thought of every way that he could handle something before he does it. So he plans. Yeah. And if he felt like in that moment there was some other way to impactfully let this man know that he is way out of bounds. He would have done it. Right. And that was his solution. And I hope that this morning he feels good about having protected his woman. Hold, hold on to that thought. Hold, hold on. Hold on right there. Like, hold on. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580 and this is Lynn Richardson and we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time and that means you. You know, it's Monday Madness. That's what I'm going to call this (laughs) that we're in uh, right now. Like you you had such a great point um, about this whole incident. Yeah, and I think, you know, he, as I know Will, he really maps things out in terms of what's the best moves to make and what's going to be most effective. And and as I said before, you know, when comedians work in a vacuum, they don't know the impact that they're making with the words that they're putting together um, so uh, haphazardly to get a laugh. And unfortunately... It may not have even been that comedian's like words. You know, there are writers that are backstage writing uh, these jokes. And, you know, as a responsible member of the entertainment community, sometimes you have to say, no, that's too far. You know, like, I'm not going to go that far. But because of who he is as a comedian, he's a risk taker. So he went out there and he risked it and he and he paid. He paid the piper for it. Now, I did hear on the news last night, of course, LAPD <laughs> was was basically, you know, hey, we're aware of what took place. If anyone wants to press charges, let us know. But, you know, the comedian declines to press charges, and rightfully so. So to me, that's a clear indication that he understands he got what he deserved in that moment. He went too far. And even when he tried to say on the broadcast it was a joke you know like he didn't let it in there it was a joke (laughs) he still he still had to be told do not do that again yeah yeah no it's um whoo a lot happening around the way (laughs) yeah definitely a lot happening if we're ready to change the topic. So <laughs> I, I just uh, ran across some good news that uh, Nike pledges $140 million to black community over the next decade. So they're, they're giving away money. Some wow. Organizations, NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Black Girls Code, Black Girls Ventures, and Black Voters Matter. For the next 10 years, they'll be uh, uh, getting some money from Nike, which is exceptional um they're also uh uh, agreeing to contribute an additional 2.75 million to help 44 local organizations in seven u.s cities including new york los angeles chicago portland and memphis and their purpose is to move the world forward breaking barriers and building community to change to change the game for all which is uh it's awesome. Nike's contributed 16 million in 90 local and national groups aimed at boosting economic empowerment, social justice, and educational innovation during the last 20 months. So they've been busy during the pandemic. They've been um, they've been giving away money and making announcements of five million dollar investment this month alone to help 10 national organizations. Big Brothers and Sisters of America is one of them. So big up to Nike for taking such a huge stand and any other companies that are doing the same thing. It's about time. Let's give to the community. They 
they are in need and we are all supposed to be of service. Is that that right? Let yeah, me. let me tell you, uh, is, is any of this Nike money specifically coming from the Jordan brand? Do you do you know? Well, I do see him in the photo. So I, okay. I can ima- I can imagine he and his team are probably um, spearheading a lot of what is being done. I can I can only hope. But I will say that brand Jordan is not specifically named in this article. Okay. Um, yeah. However, he and his team are a part of the photograph that has been taken. Oh, so that's excellent. All right. Well, they, they weren't specifically named, but hopefully that means that um, uh, there are elements of that brand and the profits from that p- specific brand that are being, um, you know, given. Now, what do you think these organizations are going to do with this money? Like, like specifically? Because, I mean, I love mm-hmm. to hear, you know, money is being given, but for what? And, and what is going to be the specific outcome? What do you think? For me, I would like to see them use the money to advance our black and brown young people in STEM. Mm. I'm a firm believer that if, in fact, you show a child the way to go, they will know. A case in point, when kids uh, live in homes where, you know, people are doctors or people are, you know, teachers or whatever it is, they then believe that they can accomplish that. And now whether they become a doctor or not is a different story, but at least they know that it's an option and they feel equipped um, in order to do so. And so for all of these kids who we want to see compete in the tech world, uh, we need to give them, we need to give them a blueprint as to how it can be done. You know, that's that's really good. Um, We talked about, you know, education. Uh, I think you said something at at some point or I heard something about education innovation. Um, And that's been a, you know, term that's been out there. And and my prayer is that that innovation includes financial education as well. So, yes, STEM, um, but also financial education. As a matter of fact, I just saw something that says that there's a Florida law requiring um, financial education uh, completion prior to graduating from high school. And uh, interestingly enough, one of the subjects in the financial education course is taxes, which, you know, it, that's huge, right? Like I've never, I, I think that's big. And you know, I've always said this, I think people should start learning the tax code in kindergarten. <laughs> I, let me tell you. Uh, you go to school, uh, kindergarten, you learn your ABCs, you learn the sounds, you put the words together. Now you can make a sentence. Uh, you start learning how to count. And, and as soon as you know what numbers are, you start learning the tax code. And you go home and you tell your parents, you in kindergarten, mom, hire me to work in your home-based business so you can get up to $12,500 in tax deductions. You know, if, if we just started to be... Uh, I mean, that's a real simple concept, you know, and, and you, really you, you bring home, uh, you send the teacher sends the child home with uh, the homework uh, and the IRS tax code where it shows them what to do. Uh, and they go on and sign up for a class at New Wealth University, <laughs> the parents. Right. And um, as a matter of fact, we laughing, but that actually is a good strategy. We need to start thinking about that. Uh, but no, I, I am excited 
And um, I remember my uh, youngest daughter, she came home so frustrated. I think it was eighth or ninth grade. And it was ninth grade. And she just said, Mom, I hate algebra. I have no idea why I'm even learning this. I'm never going to use algebra. She said, and you know, Kennedy, she said, I need to learn how to do my taxes. I thought, oh, God, I was like shaking my head like this child right here. Just ahead of the curve. <laughs> she wanted to learn how to do her taxes when she was 13 years old. I was like, OK, I guess she's been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, that. seeing you do it, they know that they can. Yeah. You know, it's within their grasp. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you something. Um, so, no, this is exciting. Uh, we know uh, that there are so many things happening out here. It's Monday madness. But you know what? The harvest is here and the time is now. And God is still on the throne. And um, everybody just love everybody. Okay? <laughs> yes, it's Monday madness. And uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, we have uh, quite a bit to cover today, like, here on the Millionaire's Roundtable. And um, you know, it's interesting because these conversations could go anywhere. And I think it all comes back to our well-being um, and our ability to stay on track, to focus on generating, generating wealth and understanding that wealth generation and this whole idea of, you know, creating millionaires one day at a time, one dollar at a time, one dime at a time, well, we just saw two millionaires uh, have it out on national television. And um, at the end of all of that, we still have to focus on love and we still have to focus on um, our business. And, and our business is, um, you know, each and every one of us doing what we can to get to the next level. Uh, home ownership is, is, is still something that is kind of up in the air right now. The real estate market, um, interest rates, um, like you said, you had something you want to share about that well you know what we you and i we actually have two friends who are uh who have worked their way through this ordeal and you know as i'm thinking about it when they talk about the shortage of homes and why the prices are being hiked up it's actually this pandemic coming out of it with however many things are still left in those big crates by the water that you know the people who work there are unwilling to unload there's no room you know there's a couple of wigs that a friend of mine was trying to get and she can't because they're stuck on some <laughs> stuck on some crate that came in from china that's been sitting there for however long wait did you say came. some wigs are stuck on yeah. a crate in china yeah help it's us not jesus in china from china oh from so china stuck, yeah so they're stuck here um, with no way of being unloaded because there's no room. And you and I know this because when we both went to get new vehicles, they didn't really have new vehicles. They wanted to sell us used, older model vehicles. And this epidemic is happening across this nation and pro probably in other countries as well, where what you're looking for you can't find so now you have to take an older model an older model doesn't mean that it was used but oftentimes in every sector there are problems we can't even get woolite do you know like it just so happens that i ordered some woolite on amazon so long ago and i 
not even knowing that it was a problem when I ordered it. But if you try to get Woolite in a store, it's very difficult. None of the none of the major stores that normally carry Woolite have it. So in all of that to say, now here we are with even the items that it takes to make a home, wood and wire and um, you know electrical needs, they're all running low. And so for, a, for homes, instead of buying a lot, uh, uh, building a lot of new ones, now they're, people are trying to move up and out because the housing market is bananas right now. So we have two friends. We have one friend who was looking for a home. He's selling his home, so he's making a lot of money. But now the home that he wanted to purchase was 1.4. He really wanted it. He said to the real estate agent, talk to them, find out what it is that they really want. And they said they really wanted 1.7. So that's $300,000 more than what the house is actually worth. However, in order for him to guarantee that he would get it because everybody is in bidding wars, he offered 1.7 and he got the home. But he paid three hundred thousand more dollars for the house, so already he's paid more than what it's actually worth. And then we have another. Wow, that's a lot of. That's a big markup. I, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you. Hold, hold on to that next thought. But, but you, you know, you just can't skip past me on that. And and I know who you're talking about. Of course, we're not gonna. Uh, you know, say who it is because we're we're not going to expose other people's business. Now, maybe he'll come on the Millionaire's Roundtable and share why he did that. Um, but I know exactly who you're talking about and he is our friend and um, he is a famous and he's a millionaire and he's actually doing very well for himself and, um, you know, I'm so proud of him. And when you all called me um, to ask me about the specifics of the house, I think you all, he wanted to just confirm something with me. And I, and I guess I am the group financial expert for the whole community. <laughs> Anytime your friends have a financial question, you know, I'm the person, I just get these calls all day, every day or whatever. Of course I love it. And I'm always happy to serve. Um, I did not know he paid when you all told me the price. I didn't know he, I was like, Oh, that's a great price. I didn't know you, he paid $300,000 over Mm-hmm. value wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he sure did and and he's happy because yeah he lost out on a couple of homes because he didn't go up he didn't bid higher uh, as the people who had been out there see once you've been out there and you've lost the opportunity for a couple of homes you learn really quickly okay if i really want this i've got to show the seller that i'm interested that i'm serious and that i'm going to go through with this and I think he has like a 20 day uh, escrow, which is great, you know, which is crazy in itself. But then we have another friend who's been traveling, very famous, uh, you know, very well known for what it is that she does. So she does a lot of traveling. And so she's been trying to purchase this home here in Los Angeles, California. And it's been very difficult because before she could even think about what she's going to bid, somebody already bid and bought the home. Oh, wait, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You know what? The harvest is here and the time is now. I got to hear more about this. Uh, This is getting juicy. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, it's Monday Madness. Yes, this is juicy. Um, We got a friend who's traveling. Uh, wanted to buy a house, tried to put the bid in, and while she, t- what happened here? I mean, you know, sometimes you want to think about, okay, this house is worth this much, this is what I'm going to, but before she could, <laughs> by the time she thought about it and got her bid in, it had already had a bid that had been accepted, so the house was sold. Oh my goodness. And, and what she was running into is, you know, people don't want to sell a home to someone who hasn't seen it, because I don't know about Chicago or anywhere else, but in Los Angeles, you can back out of a sale, you know, up until the last minute. If you don't want to purchase that house, you don't have to purchase it. And so I guess they were afraid of her backing out because she hadn't seen it. So she's she's missing out on, well, she's missed out on three other opportunities. And she's just like, oh my goodness, you know, I had about a million eight to spend but I really, I'm really thinking I'm going to rent something until this housing market slows down a little bit because it's so outrageous. And, um, you know, people all over are really experiencing this and, you know, quite frankly, getting discouraged. Uh, the housing industry is, is, of course, seeing a rise in demands for homes, and yet there aren't enough to fit all the buyers. So hence the available homes are going out for incredibly high prices. And that's just another thing that uh, people are facing, including bidding wars. So for a first first time home buyer, this, you know, this is like going to buy a shirt and then all of a sudden you see the price tag on the shirt and then they tell you that it's three times what the price tag says. You're like, what? It becomes really scary. It's like, what is it? that we do now we just talked about our friend paying 300,000 more when you know across the country it looks like most houses most sales are increased by about 50,000 so his markup was just crazy yeah I mean I guess when you're in the if you're buying a $300,000 home and you pay $50,000 more for it um so you can make sure you get the deal um you're talking about a whole new ball game when you're talking about a $1 million home or a $2 million home. Um, but I mean, those numbers are just really big to me that that's, and you know, I mean, right now in the development, the gated community that we live in, um, they're building 85 more homes and mm-hmm. I want to get a couple of them. Uh, because yeah, that sounds crazy, right? Like you want to get a couple of bags of oranges or grapes or something. Yeah, no, I want to get a couple of them. Um, because the price right now for a home of that caliber with the view of basically the entire Los Angeles area, the mountains, the we can see the city. I mean, it's just such a great view. Um, but they're, they're, first of all, they're only releasing one home at a time in the subdivision. It's not like going into a regular subdivision and or a new home you know, community and you see the whole map with all the lots and you say, oh, I want this one. No, they're only opening up two or three lots at a time. And every time they open one up, 
it's basically you have to bid on it, which this is, is new price. Wow. I mean, wow. this is my third new home. And when we bought our first new home, we, like I said, you walked into the model. I saw which one I liked. They said, I said, well, what's available? I said, okay, I want to put this house on this lot. And it was over. That's not what's happening now. They're saying, mm -hmm. okay, this lot is open. This is the home that's going on this lot. Is this the model you want? Okay, great. Because that's the only home that's going to go on that lot. And tell us what you want to pay. That's what they're saying. They're not listing the price. Before the price was listed, it, now it's tell us what you want to pay. So it, it's got me a little irritated. Really? It's tell us what you want to pay. Tell us what you want to pay. Yeah. So it no longer is it. If the number is too low, then you just You don't get it. Now, the, the, the advertising says that they're, the homes start here in this range, but not one home that they've listed yet or put out on the market has had a price on it, which is crazy. Um, now, I spoke to um, the representative, and there was one lot specifically that I was considering because it's a great lot. Um, it's got a great view. Um, it's actually a premium lot. And, um, you know, he said, well, this one is, is the minimum for this is 1.7, whatever it, what it was. I was like, what? What happened to the mid 1.4s? Right. And it just so happens that this home, they've already chosen the options to go in it. So I guess because mm. the options or maybe it fell out, someone else didn't get it or whatever. I don't know what happened, but, mm. um, yeah, it's 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 quite a bit. Um, the harvest is here yeah. and the time is now. Give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits. Lynn Richardson and New Wealth University is giving 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program. The Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program will give you two full years of unlimited access to all of Lynn's online classes, books, boot camps, masterclasses, and webinars. So give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits with 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program, available on lynnrichardson.com. It's Monday Madness, and guess what? We still have to keep on moving. We still have to keep on going. We still have to keep on growing. Thank you so much for being here uh, with me, Light. Um, as I was sharing, um, I am not necessarily, you know, I'm, I'm in a pickle right now. I'm, I feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place because I don't wanna pay more for these homes, even though they are spectacular then I have to pay. I'm not going to say I don't want to pay more than what they're worth because I know that the value is going to appreciate so rapidly. I, you know, I'm, let me just, I'm cheap. I'm cheap. I'm cheap. We, we might as well go, we might as well go on and tell the people I'm cheap. Let me tell you something though. Lynn Richardson is not cheap because she will spend some money on some food, some, oh. food, some vacation. Oh yeah. Food, food and vacation. Oh, let me tell you, I have no, almost no limits when it comes. If I want to eat lobster, steak, whatever, I, I don't care what the price is. That's what I'm having. And yes, I enjoy um, vacations. But now, you know, my vacations are actually business trips. And you know, we go everywhere. But you know, I will bargain shop a flight down to the 
baby, that Gucci, they say Gucci down to the socks. I will get a flight down to zero if I can. First of all, I'm going to find every point that I have available on my American Express, um, in, in, the, in the Delta Sky Miles, the United, whoever you are, whatever there are points, I'm going to go find all those points. And then I'm going to purchase uh, the best first class flight that I can get. And then my hotel, you know, I'm going to stay at a five star hotel. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay at the five star hotel that is the least expensive. So, yes, when we go to New York, I would love to stay at the Mandarin, but I don't have Mandarin money, okay? Mm. Uh, okay? You do, you're just not going to spend it. I'm, I'm not going to spend it there. I'm going to stay at another five-star hotel for about a third of the cost per night because I need to save some money for my food. <laughs> if I spend all the money sleeping in the bed, like, uh-uh, no. So... Um, but outside of those two things, and yes, I will bargain for those things. Like I am cheap. You know, I am the discount queen, the, uh, you know, all the time when I'm on the red carpet, what is my budget for my stylist? Would you please tell them? Oh, I don't, I don't know. $250. And I want some shoes too. Mm. 250 a Shoes, a purse, and an outfit. And an outfit. And we leave it to Jason, the extraordinaire stylist. He will say your costume. My, yeah, I'm, I don't have an issue with the word costume. You have an issue with the word costume, but yeah, I don't have an issue with the word costume. costume. But my clothes are called wardrobe. Don't, don't call my stuff a costume. Costumes <laughs> are what you wear on... For Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Play of the wind. Yeah, yeah. Costume on. Oh my goodness. This wardrobe. And yes, he's able to, let me tell you, he's skilled at that. He's he, getting you a purse, some shoes, and an outfit for $250. $250, and everybody thinks I'm crazy, but guess what? The harvest is here, and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. All right, it's Monday Madness. Somebody got smacked. Uh, we need to teach our kids how to do their taxes uh, starting in kindergarten. Um, uh, somebody, the Nike people, Nike's giving away money. And, I, and we hope that it's going to also go towards... Uh, financial literacy. Um, people are buying houses, paying more than what they're worth, and Lynn Richardson is cheap. <laughs> is that what we gained on Monday? Monday Madness. Well, what I, what I, this last little note, which we might all want to hear, is a group of House Democrats introduced a plan for monthly gas checks to families. Now, Lynn, I know you talk about you don't even drive at this point. You got a driver's license that is just packed away somewhere. You don't even use it because you are being driven. But there are lots of people out here driving, spending a lot of money on gas. Yeah. And so this, uh, what they're presenting, this plan for monthly gas checks to families, is uh, it's pertinent because people uh, have to get to work. Um, well, they are feel Americans are feeling the impact at the pump of Vladimir Putin's illegal invasion of Ukraine. Let me tell you something. You can get your gas money back. If you start a home-based business, 
People need to, people are sleeping on this. You can get your gas money back if you have a home-based business. Because when you have a home-based business, every time you drive your car for business purposes, for activities in your home-based business, then it's a tax write-off. You save your receipts, you put them in an envelope, and this year alone, this will probably result in well over six or $7,000 in tax deductions. That means another two to $3,000 you will get back on your tax return or two to $3,000, it will be two to $3,000 less that you will pay. Now, how do you do this? And I teach this in my class, how to start a home-based business. Everybody needs to stop, drop, and roll right now and listen to this. If you drive your car from your house to your job where you work at, it is not a tax write-off. The IRS says that's too bad. You just, you got to eat that. But if you drive in your car and you drive, let's say, two blocks from where you work, and you have breakfast with someone and you discuss business, you discuss activities in your home-based business. It can be a referral partner. It can be a consultant. It could be, uh, you know, a, a potential distributor, uh, a, a new client. You are now two blocks from work, but guess what? That car ride is now tax deductible. See, We've got to learn the rules of the game and we have to play the game by the rules. And I, I joke a lot. We have a lot of time. But when it comes to this, I am serious. I am, I am dead serious. Everybody needs a home-based business. And when inflation starts to kick your butt, when wars and the wig is left in a crate somewhere and whatever, all of this stuff, you're missing tax deductions because we don't have the right strategy. But the harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yes, it's Monday Madness. Yes, we need to get our tax deductions in order. Yes, we need to give. And yes, we still need to buy homes. And um, like, I just had to say that piece um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it just does not have to be. The thing that is most upsetting to me, um, I'm, not, I'm not upset. I don't like it. The thing that I, do not, that I, that I do not like about this mm -hmm. opening up is everybody is running around spending money. When, when you had to stay in the house, you didn't, you didn't spend a lot of money. Now that you're going outside, you're spending money. Now you still got to go to work, you're spending money. Now you, and everybody is moving around and so excited about taking their masks off and all this kind of stuff, but you broke. And, and nobody's getting an education. When everybody was sitting in the house, more people were interested in learning about how to preserve their cash flow, 
uh, it's almost like this uh, light. When we don't have anything, then we start scrounging around and getting desperate. But then when we get it back, mm-hmm. somehow we forget. We, we forget. And, and I just want everybody to remember the lessons of the pandemic and be just as astute and focus on stacking your dollars now that things are opening up as you were when you were fearful of, of, of not having. That, that's, that's what I have to say about that. I love it. That's your that's a nice good closing statement. And it's just me it's just to be mindful of what's happening. Yeah, to, to to be mindful. Like you, you got cut off there. You said to be mindful? To be mindful of what you're doing is because at the end of the day, whether it's op- you know, whether the uh, the world is open or not, you're still going to have to be responsible for whatever it is that you spend. Whatever you spend, whatever you haphazardly want to, you know, throw to the wayside, all of it still matters and you're still responsible for it. So well, I would just say this is the time to be mindful. Yes. The Bible says that he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. He who is unfaithful with little will be unfaithful with much. Who can be trusted with true riches if he can't handle unrighteous money? Um, Mammon is what the Bible says. And so money is the least of our um, resources. It's what we do with the resource. People think money is the resource, but your wisdom is the resource. Your time is the resource. And if you use those properly, then your money will grow. (laughs) 